everyone. Welcome to the Hugh Living Room. It is so, so good to be back. And I honestly want to say that because tonight we reunite with so many wonderful people that we struck a chord with during this whole pandemic. And uh, yeah, so now we're sitting on the comfy couch. We're opening up. So let's start the conversation for this show. It's all going to be about love. So let's open the gallery. And oh my goodness, it is so good to see all of your faces again. I know it's virtual. One of these days we'll all be together. But uh, and thank you, everybody. Welcome back, Cynthia, all, all the way from England. It is 1 a.m. in the morning, but you look fabulous, as Sylvia said. I don't know how you do it, but uh, it's so good to see your face and see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh. you. And um, I just want to mention, too, I have a little special gift for all of you that are here tonight. Um, I have the talented Lenard Taylor, who is doing my styling for this show. And if you go into the chat room, we'll have the link. But if you go to I Like Hugh 20 and mention that online when you go to lenardtaylor.com, you'll get 20% off. And he does some amazing stuff. So um, a big thank you to Leonard. He is so creative. He'll create a wardrobe for you, no doubt. So even if you are listening, uh, when you go to the website and you do the checkout, you can go to I Like You 20 and get your 20% discount. Thank you so much, Leonard, and to his team, too, as well. So, huh, all right. So let's get on with the show. We're talking about love. And who do I go to first? Well, you know what? I might go to Jenny because Jenny has something really special too. Like I said, we have treats galore tonight. So Jenny, I know you love coffee and I know you love chocolate. So what else do you have up your sleeve? (laughs) Well, thanks, Tracy. So I created a coffee and chocolate box and it's full of goodies from local Winnipeg businesses. So coffee... (laughs) bag of Harrison's coffee and it has my logo my branded logo on it and this is the red door it has tasting notes of chocolate red wine and blackberries it's a dark roast it is so delicious then from Utopia I have their popcorn so it's drizzled with dark chocolate and sprinkled with espresso powder so again the combination of chocolate and coffee I want to show all of it because I've got so many wonderful items, but I want to talk to you about this. So Soy Harvest Candles is their Caramello Latte. It smells like a caramel latte. It really does. And sometimes caramel can be a little overpowering. This smells absolutely delicious. It makes you want to actually go out and have a caramel latte. And I want to show two more things. So baked with Bronwyn created this heart-shaped chocolate cookie. Now, the chocolate on the outside is from Morden's Chocolates, and so Morden's on Sargent. And then speaking of Morden's, Morden's has created their latte cup. So if you can see, it looks like, it looks like a chocolate, <laughs> chocolate coffee cup, and then the latte in the middle. It's absolutely delicious. And so I have other either chocolate products or coffee products, or sometimes they're combined together. And the reason I thought coffee and chocolate, well, because they complement each other really well. They're both beans. They start out as beans. And then one has a little bit of a bitter note and the other has more of a kind of like the mellow. So it kind of mellows like the yin and the yang of Mm -hmm. chocolate and coffee. And so what better gift for Valentine's Day for a loved one or Galentine's Day if you want to treat a girlfriend? Or just treat yourself. Oh, that's so wonderful. And you actually went and supported all of these businesses too, right, Jenny? Yes, I did. I actually paid each and every business for their product. So uh, nothing was donated. And um, yeah, and, and you know, it's it's supporting local. It's a win-win, yes. you know, so then I can I can share that with the coffee and chocolate lovers out there. Oh, great. Now, Jenny, where can we go to to get one of your boxes? Well, you can go to um, uh, in Linktree. Um, so on my on my at Coffee with Jenny B Instagram account, there's a link, and in my Linktree listing, there's a, a link that you can click directly to order it uh, off of Square, and it's a hundred dollars, 
But if you think about the retail value of everything, it's about $160. And so for $100, you're getting the box of all these goodies, plus you get delivery. And so Sablewood Drives is a local uh, company owned by two women who are delivering products and um, they will deliver that to your house on Sunday, February 13th, between the hours of one and three in the afternoon. Oh, great. You know what? That, that would be such a unique, I think, Valentine's Day gift and definitely for the chocolate and coffee lovers, no doubt. So thank you so yes. much, Jenny. I, that's incredible. And I guess, yes, we're talking about love, love for food, uh, I guess, love for whatever. Oh, can I mention, uh, we just had, uh, we just got a boxer puppy. And let's talk about love, Aww. hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody want to help me on this uh like 90 percent of the time we love them but 10 percent of the time oh <laughs> it'll be like that for the rest of his and your life it will just be that way <laughs> is there any is there any kind of like hope sylvia or no Oh, absolutely. The The hope is that what happens to you over time is that you realize that that's just, that, that's really every relationship. Sometimes you love your children and other times you just, you wish the neighbors would abduct them, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's the same in, in, with family members, but what, what happens, <clears throat> excuse me, is you, you just kind of <laughs> expect that that's part of the relationship. So it stops being such a stressor. You know, <laughs> I have a cat. I always said no to cats. I have two dogs, but I always said no to cats. And my daughter wanted a cat. She had a bad breakup. The cat had to, had to be part of her healing. So I said, <laughs> yes. And it makes me crazy to have a cat on any surface where there might be food, like crazy, <laughs> but I love him so much. And I know what's going to happen. And I just, I just yell, you know, I know, hear my, I know. my outdoor voice. Yeah. So I, yeah, and I'm going to mention yelling. Okay. So we have a dog trainer and that is like the taboo. You're not supposed to yell, but nine times he peed on the floor today. Nine oh, no. times. I'm running out of to- I'm toilet paper. I'm running out of paper towels and I feel bad. <laughs> I'm creating pollution <laughs> because they can't recycle these paper towels so uh charlotte you're laughing <laughs> you had the dog oh, because, whisperer. <laughs> yeah well you know i went through that this time last year because i think uh our dogs are exactly a year apart in age and so i was yeah <laughs> i i love sylvia's advice is that you know the 90 10 rule um they complicate our lives like that was the thing is we we had simplicity before pets mm-hmm. now they uh they add a little level of oh my goodness um <laughs> i'm in the t- i'm in the rebellious teenage years now with the my my dog or my puppy because he's i made it through the first year and now i've been told i'm in the rebellious teenager <laughs> we had some really great training and now he kind of looks at me with that you know i'm not doing what you just told me so, oh what? great it's not- so I like to say he, he he's he's uh he's visiting his trainer right now for a little tune up. So oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. And, and you know what? And that's and I'll just go to you, Sylvia. And and one of the things is when we chose to have a pet, there's a cost that goes along with having a pet. And part of that cost was we wanted a trained dog, mm-hmm. and uh, and training is super important. And I I, I encourage it because you're gonna have a bigger dog too. Um, and, uh, we want friends and family when they can come over to enjoy being in our house and not being bulldozed down by what I like to call my horse dog. He was 40, he was supposed to be 43 pounds and I'm sitting with a, almost a 90 pound, uh, horse dog. So, um, he needs, he needs manners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I often threaten my animals when they're misbehaving and I tell them I'm going to take them to the, to the side of town where all the poor animals live, where they don't get a bed to sleep on. (laughs) Maybe you'd like to see that as my cat saunters over to my queen size bed and takes over. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, heaven forbid. Well, I guess I'll have to uh, have a little chat with Rocky then. See? Yeah. Yeah, and we're here for you, sister. You need anything. You need a shoulder to cry on. We're your girls. We're your Thank tribe. You. Thank you. Thank it, you. It is, though, like having a child. And, yes, uh, it takes me back. And, you know, halfway through today, I kind of threw down the paper towel and just looked at him and said, no more. No more. <laughs> but anyways, I we digress from every everything about this. And uh, no, we love him like we love pets, and, and he is wonderful. But uh, I want to say, Rana, let's uh, get back to the subject of love because love is uh, very important to you, but it means a lot uh, to you in different ways. And I'm kind of oh, yeah. thinking, you know, family and then friends, but then also on your business side, you know, relationships too as well. So when we say love, what comes to mind? Yeah, and for me, it's, I, I mean, I'm a heart on your sleeve, totally transparent. You know, I have no way at 44 to hide <laughs> any feelings. And, you know, I do... Um, you know, I love a lot of things. I love a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I am very particular as well. You know, like, um, you know, if you've gotten to a point in my existence and my world where I truly love you, like if, if you've gotten, and, and not just saying I love you, because I think there's different categories, right? Um, yeah, you know, I love my friends, I love my family, and then you love other people, right? You love people who are in, in in your world as, you know, partners or whoever else. And um, I think it's a different type of love in each of those categories. You know, with your family, it's always so unconditional, mm -hmm. right? It's always just, um, you know, and we can pretend sometimes that we're really angry and maybe it's not, but deep down, we know that there is love there. There's, there's a deep love there and it's very, very unconditional. Um, but I think that, you know, when you love another person, um, whether it's an animal or another human being, <clears throat> you know, like we kind of talked about the 90-10 rule, right? Um, I think that, I think it's a weird, it's a bizarre world right now where, you know, people almost expect perfection in love and um, things just seem to be very disposable like it doesn't matter if that feeling of unconditional love is there people just seem to um really be easily swayed to just dispose of something and just kind of you know let it go and you know at 44 you know if you're in my world and I love you you know I've chosen to love you you know and I've chosen to give you the 90% plus anything more because it's just so unconditional. So I think it's a, it's an interesting time, you know, it's an interesting time um, in, in the world when we're kind of, you know, trying to define what love even is, but, but, you know, I love deep. I think that's the, anyone who knows me knows I love deep, you know, I'm a, I'm a ride or die type of lover and, you know, that's good at times, but that's also very painful at times. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And and, the, and in these times, you're right. I mean, it's crazy. And I just want to say a short hello and welcome to Michelle. Thanks for joining in the conversation. It's all about love. And I know that you definitely have <laughs> your own spin and take on love. But I'm, I'm going to go to Cynthia, who's, you know, God knows it's like almost, yeah, almost 7, 11, 1 30 in the morning. Um, but love, Cynthia, uh, yeah. has it changed for you? Like, and let's you know talk about yeah. all of this in the past two years, and you know we've had yeah. some open conversations. Yeah, I mean, changed huge. I mean, it's changed a lot in the last two years, but it's really changed a lot in the last six years. Um, because when when I began my my journey of transition, I experienced, especially from those, you know, as Rana says, that, you know, should love you unconditionally, 
I found there wasn't. And that's, of course, where acceptance without understanding came from. Mm -hmm. Right. So to me, the, the idea of true love, unconditional love is love and acceptance. Love's not enough. You need love and acceptance. And so that was really, you know, the genesis of that whole idea. But for two years, other than for my children, I didn't say the word love. I didn't feel I could love because I was so protective. Um, and those that know, know me and communicate, you know that I say with love and hugs all the time, that comes from a lot of work to be able to just freely put that love out there for everyone. Um, and, you know, in the last two years, um, not dating anyone in particular, but, um, you know, I am in, you know, um, E&M or ethically non-monogamous relationships. And, you know, that's a whole different kind of love and relationship building. Um, and it requires a ton of trust um, and communication. And so that becomes a part of it. But again, it's the whole idea of just being open and free to love. Um you know, those that are with you. So I can love my children and I can love my friends, but they're different kinds of love. Mm -hmm. And so it's really freeing to not be constrained as to, well, what are they going to think when I say I love you? Just other than I really care about you. I love you. I want you in my life. That's, and so I say that with love and hugs. Wow. That's uh that's really interesting, and I take that uh, quite seriously and, and to the heart. I personally, I have a hard time saying I love you. Like even to my husband that I, well, we've been married for 35 years. We've known each other for over 40. Uh, but he can say it just like, I love you. Mm -hmm. But for me, and I don't, I'm kidding, I'm going to ask like the, not the psychiatrist or the psychologist, but Robin, is that something, is there something wrong with me that I can't say I love you? <laughs> but I, you know what? I can say I love all of you out there, but you're, Cynthia's nodding her head. It's different. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think me, I'm a person that can go, I know. I love you, and it's easy, and it feels right. And there are people that doesn't feel as right to, but they show their love. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't necessarily believe it's I have to say the words, um, or anyone has to say the words. But it's like, do I feel loved? You know, if I'm if I'm with someone that can't say those words, do I feel it? Like, are there things that they do? So I, I, I think that's the important piece. Like, do I feel it for me? Not whether someone else says a word. <laughs> um, and that took me something, like I did some work. Last year I had a couple of things happen and I went, oh, I'm always scared of being abandoned. Why am I always scared of being abandoned? And so I was playing around on the internet and I found this super cool, what I think is a very cool kind of site. And I, I was doing some work on why do I feel like that? I don't feel like that anymore. It's not about, um, it's not about someone else. It's about how I feel in me and do like not, what someone else does or doesn't do. I, that's a, I'm not explaining that well, but what I really got is I am completely awesome and lovable and worth the world. And when I sit with that and feel that, I can see it from other people, whereas before I couldn't always see it and I was always questioning it. Mm -hmm. And so I have these beautiful kind of people in my life that serve different or support me in different ways and I mm -hmm. feel completely loved by all of them whether they say that or not yes so Tracy I don't think it matters thank if, you <laughs> if, you know like be you and mm -hmm. 
just, I mean, for me, love you. Yes, that's right. Uh, and I think I, I am more like that, I, to do things and to show love as opposed to the actual verbal words. I think I tend to do that more. And you're so right, Robin and Cynthia. Thank you for that insight. I was wondering about that. So I am going to go to Michelle now. And yes, Michelle, love. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs> um, I think love is personified in so many different ways. Uh, like the lady said, people love differently. And I think as you get older, your your idea of what love is changes mm -hmm. with your experiences. So when you're younger, it's different. Uh, as you get older, you're kind of more selective of who you want to give that energy of love to. And uh, I think my New Year's resolution is uh, self-love. Because I'm constantly putting everybody else in front of me that I get so burnt out that I don't take care of myself. So I think the last two years has uh, defined uh, what I want to put my energy in in regards to love. Because if, you're not, if it's not reciprocated, it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. So I think as you get older, you want to guard your emotions uh, because experiences will teach you that you will get hurt. And again, it's not just loving someone who you want to be married to or you are intimate with. There's so many different forms of love. And sometimes we get so guarded with our emotions that we are afraid to love. Mm -hmm. And that's from lived experiences. And I think love also, when you lose someone that you love, you tend to want to tell the people that are alive how much you love them because you don't want to do that at the gravesite. So again, it's all based on how you've been brought up. And I mean, coming out of a family that actually this week I was telling my husband, I said, my parents, I never grew up with parents who told me they love me all the time. And, but I tell my kids that, but my mom will say that to my kids, but my mom wouldn't say that to me. It's like, this whole generational thing that happened. And I think it's an Asian thing too, where we don't really show affection. It's weird. <laughs> I can't explain it. So love means so many different things to me as an immigrant as well. For me, I can say I love you, Tracy, mm -hmm. because you've been there through some of my darkest moments since I've been in Canada. And you've always given me a platform to share how I feel. For me, that is token of love from you even if you don't say that to me so for me i read very deeply into everything and i don't say those words very easily too because i'm afraid it wouldn't come back to me so but in general uh i think life's too short to hate hate is too too difficult it's too much of a burden it's so serious. i tend to forgive my enemies and don't forget what they did to me but I tend not to hold it because I always go on the belief that um, it's like drinking poison and expecting the person who hurt you to suffer. So I've kind of matured in that way where I kind of distance myself emotionally from people who just drain me like uh, energy vampires. So I tend to give my love <laughs> where I think it will grow. <laughs> oh, well... Thank you so much, Michelle. And yes, I think it is an Asian cultural thing that we're not demonstrative because, uh, yes, my parents didn't say I love you a lot, but I knew that I was loved. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're kind of taking a little different spin on love. But Jenny, too, I know that, you know, you and your husband have been married a long time. And yes, you know. <laughs> You and I, and, yeah, it's just like we know them inside out, right? do. And, you know, you go back to um, the way they show love. You know, my husband doesn't always say I love you, but I know how much he does for me without me having to ask him. And to me that, it, you know, you can, you can say I love you and not show it, but like what Robin was saying, when you feel it, mm -hmm. you know, when you feel it, 
that's all that matters. Oh yes, most definitely. And for you, Sylvia, uh, let's actually, Sylvia, let's kind of look at what love means now that we're in, almost out of COVID, I think. Um, you know, relationships, how do we navigate through that? Um, and is love really the same as it was like five years ago? I don't know. Commitment. Oh, interesting questions. Um, you know, what I've come to learn over the last um, several years is uh, I've, I've been married twice and I've been divorced twice. And what I've come to learn over the last several, probably three, four years of doing some, like being single up until recently. And so spending a lot of time alone and spending a lot of time kind of reflecting on how did I get here, you know, mid fifties and how did I get here? And I think um, there's a couple of things that I've learned. One is that we teach people how to love us. So we also treat them what we will accept and what we will tolerate. And that often comes from, you know, um, Robin talked about the childhood and I'm assuming it's childhood, Robin, forgive me if I'm, if I'm um, leaping to conclusions, but that fear of abandonment is often something that comes with, with us from childhood. So when you bring that into adult love relationships, you're primed for that person to leave you. So the energy in the relationship is an energy that is repellent, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's, we teach people how to love us. And so, you know, I was talking about this on my social media post today about patterns. You know, when patterns show up in your life, that's a really good time to reflect mm -hmm. on what the common denominator is, which is you. If I'm always attracting, you know, abusive spouses or bullies in my life, what is it about me that is teaching them how to teach me or how to treat me? So that's something that I've, I've come to learn. And it's something I finally resolved. And the other thing I, I really have come to learn and understand is that the only thing that really says love to, to me or to other people that have, have lived through trauma, which is everyone, I think is when you feel safe. Mm -hmm. I think love is a, it's, it's different than friendship. It's different than acquaintanceship. It's different than working together. Love is safety. It's where even if you disagree or even if you don't have the same perspective, you feel safe with that person. That's real love. Now, I've certainly experienced not real love where there are lots of conditions and there's judgment and there's competition and there's control issues and those sorts of things. That's not real love. But when you love yourself, understanding that we teach people how to love us, you don't accept or tolerate those things anymore. So my life is absolutely full of only the people that I want in it. I don't have anybody in my life that causes me any distress. And I love them with my heart and soul. You know, my partner, David, he's my world, my children, my animals, my tribe. But when I'm working with clients, I understand that safety is the thing. It's, it's the thing that really allows us to feel connected. So my number one goal is always to let people know they're safe. Mm -hmm. And that often feels like love to people. Wow. Okay. Charlotte, unconditional love. And I think, oh, man, I know, I yeah, I know, everything that you've been through, is that, is that still unconditional love? Well, you know, I, I was thinking of, you know, when Rana mentioned family and family has that unconditional love and for so many people that Robin and I support, that's not the case. Um, and it, it's more common than we think. So I, and I, I'm not trying to, to you know, and, and Ron, I'm thrilled that that's your life, but for so many people, that's not their reality. Um, and, uh, or love comes with strings attached. 
or if you perform and you you act a certain way, you know, you'll receive love from me. So there's lots of missed messages in in what what love is, and and Robin was touching on that. I think Sylvia was touching on it as as well. So, but for me, you know, when I think of unconditional love, um, I and uh, you know, I'm part of Sylvia's group where I, you know, I, I've I've been married and I'm not married, but I'm with an amazing partner now. And and when I think of unconditional love for me is, is he holds space for me and he listens to what I'm saying and he validates his, you know, what I'm saying too. He doesn't belittle me, even if whatever I'm saying is goofy or silly or whatever. And that's an amazing thing for me because I hadn't had that before. And so, um, the safety part is huge for me too. Um, I live in a very calm home, which for me, a calm home is a safe home as well. Because for many years I lived in a very not calm home. And, uh, and what does that look like? So I'm, so that's unconditional love for me as well too, is, is I live in this home that's calm where I I'm supported by a, a partner who listens to what I say and, uh, and, uh, and and lots of eye contact, which I'd never had before. Um, and I wanted to add um, as well, Michelle and 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 um, and Tracy. Um, I think it might be a Canadian thing too, because uh, I was raised where you know stiff upper lip and don't show your emotions, and you didn't hear being told love very much. And I was thinking, is that a Canadian thing, or you know, I have I come from. My family's mostly British descent. Is that a British thing? I don't know, Cynthia, maybe you can comment on that. But when you start to experience what uh, Sylvia and I were just talking about, and, and Robin touched on it too, that unconditional, where you you feel that your words matter, your life matters. It, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling. And I too have a tribe of people who only bring me love and joy and support. Um, it's just, yeah, and my business partner is one of them. And she gives me that unconditional support. She doesn't agree with me all the time too, but I have a safe place where I can I can feel supportive. It's love. I was giving her some pokes in the chat just now saying, take care of yourself, I'm worried. That's my way of telling her I love her. Um, <laughs> I'm outing you, Robin. But you know what? It's just, you know, why are you wearing a sweater? That was my comment, the mother and me. I'm sorry. I'm going to make everybody else, you know, go back on you. But you know, that's a love for me is uh, I pay attention in, in uh, what's going on in my tribe. And I hope that, uh, you know, that me nagging at her is a form of love too. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is so, so definitely. And you know what, it's just, it's just so nice to just hang with all of you. And um, yes, I kind of feel the love here. So I'm just going to uh, wrap things up maybe and go around and uh, love. If you had a chance to do something or wish someone or show love, what would that be or what would that look like? Cynthia, since you're the oh. furthest away. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> it's it's like one. 1.30 in the morning. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, so what would I do to yes. show that? Um, I love with all my heart. Um, and that doesn't mean that I love without any boundaries. Um, because, you know, as Michelle was saying, I have learned to love myself. And that meant I had to create boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love with all my heart for that person. And they would know that they are that special person in my life in the way that I pay attention, that I, you know, as it was said, that I make space for them, that I actively listen. Uh, yeah, um, because I just care so much um, for those people that I really do let in very, very close. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm not going to do that in half measures. I'm going to do that with all my heart. Okay. Nice. 
Michelle. I will sum it up with Shakespeare because I love Shakespeare. Fund <laughs> oh. 116 says it very nice. Let me not the marriage of two minds admit impediment. Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempest and is never shaken. It is the start to every uh, wandering bark whose worth unknown, although is tightly taken. Love's not trying to fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle compass come. Love alters not for his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this is if this be error and upon me prove, I never had no no man have a love. So basically, if someone loves you unconditionally, they wouldn't try to change you. They would love you for who you are. And if people try to change you, then that's not your tribe. Okay. Wow, that's pretty profound. And I think that can really apply to what's happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. We live in a, in a culture of cancel culture, right? And that applies to our lives. The minute we don't uh, conform to how people perceive us to be. They cancel us. They block us on social media. They unfollow us. They mute us. They do that in real life too. And like I say, um, we have to be selective with our heart. And um, we don't have to conform to what people perceive is their normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jenny, how about you? Well, I have to say that my four-year-old granddaughter, her name is Lenny, Lenny has taught me that to show love is to be present because if I'm with her, it's, it's grandma come play with me, grandma come sit with me, grandma come do something with me. And so it doesn't matter that I have anything in the world that needs to be done, I am there for her. And that is being with her present totally. And that's taught me that for me to show love to someone is to be present, is to actively listen and, and not just like, yeah, 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 you know, oh, what did you say? It's, I hear you. And, and so for me, it's, it's being present and, and paying attention and showing them that you want to be with them. So for me, that, that is love. Wow. Well, and uh, our, Rocky is definitely testing me to be present, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's very, very hard for me. Rana. Yeah, you know what? I think um, everyone's kind of touched on some really important points, um, like security, feeling safe. <clears throat> you know, those are really important things. And, you know, like Michelle said, you know, as you go through life, you learn. And I think Sylvia kind of alluded to it, too, that you learn different lessons you know, we'll call them lessons and you learn a lot about yourself. And, um, you know, it's not love if you can't misstep by accident about something. It's not love if it's <clears throat> unforgivable, you know, if you're completely disposable in a, in a heartbeat, right? Um, no matter what you do or what you say, that's not that's not love. And I think that I think a lot of women need to hear that. I think that um, sometimes we fall into situations where we'll just give everything you know and you know I'm just I feel like personally I'm just at a point where like I, I don't want to give anything before I receive it first and you know that just comes with like where you are in your in your in your phase of life right like where we, we kind of learn from uh good and bad experiences so yeah I think that you know um I like personally I know that I, for me if I don't feel secure you know, we talked about that. If I don't feel secure, and I'm not talking within family, like, you know, we've talked amongst this group very much. Like, my family is my safety. And, like, uh, Charlotte has mentioned, Robin, too, not everyone has that. So I'm very blessed to have that. Um, but, yeah, if I, don't, if I have to tiptoe around something and, you know, not be able to make a mistake, you know, it's so unforgivable that, you know, like, things like that, I can't, I just don't want that anymore and I think that we should all uh, encourage other women to be very be very aware of stuff like that that's not 
you know, you may love them. You may have forgiven a billion times, but if you're not getting that back, it's kind of a dead deal, right? You, you know, but to be, I'll just end it with this. Um, I will say this though. I think people are capable of change. I think there's a difference between really bad habits um, and people, people meet you where they're at, right? People will meet you where they're at in life. And sometimes their own experiences um, lead them to a certain point. And sometimes um, you're the one who's shining that light on it that, Hey, you know, like maybe this way of dealing with conflict isn't the best way. Right. Um, So very, very, uh, very convoluted at times. But I think that, you know, if you, for me, you know, like, look, if, if I feel safe, if I feel secure, if I don't feel like I'm going to get, you know, abandoned, you know, um, by a minor thing, I think I'll think I'll continue to be loving and caring. Um, but just want to touch on something Robin has said, too. I, I use the word very freely. You know, you got anyone who's on my social media knows like my day to day post is love you. <laughs> right. Um, and I do that. And I just talk just listening to Charlotte and Robin. You know, I really did get that from my upbringing. I really did get that from my family, you know, and I think sometimes we forget um, how much of an influence that parental relationship, that sibling relationship, that that relationship really is in defining how you actually see the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel very safe to be able to say it to other people where I don't feel safe is in knowing that I'm going to receive it and I'm I'm safe. You know, like I can make other people feel safe, but I just don't know if I'm going to feel safe. And I think I don't know if that makes sense, um, but that's where I'll kind of leave it. So, yeah. OK. Anyways, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Robin? Um, well, I love what people have said. I was thinking about it when you asked that question. And like all of you have said, lots of what I wanted to say. So. There's a couple of things for me, like love for me is being able to be me. Mm -hmm. And love for me is creating a brave space that the person I'm with can be themselves, all of themselves. And that I think love, and I talk about communication, but I, I think that love fits in this too. Some days, like, it looks like I'm a ballroom dancer and I'm winning the world championship. And other days, it can be like I've got two left feet. But I think love for me is I want to keep dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be there in the times that maybe are a little uncomfortable in the times that are phenomenal. Um, and, you know... Thinking about all that, like, has occurred over the last, like, year and a half-ish with me, I think it's, like, I want to suit up and show up in every moment and show the person I love that I'm absolutely here, whatever happens for them, that they can be themselves in each moment and they don't have to be anything else. And I can be me. And I do want to say, um, Charlotte and Kirsten, who's not here, are always telling me that I have a boy brain and they're interpreting for me. So, like, even in my boy brain, like, I'm still, like, I love wholeheartedly and I love my friends. I love lovers like, and like I want to show up and be there and, and I, I want the same in return. So, um, I, yeah, when I see a visual at the moment, it's this beautiful, like beach scene with the waves and sometimes they're a little whoop and sometimes they're just coming in perfectly. But but sitting there and seeing that has me feel love in my heart right now. So those who are loved by me, you are completely goddamn loved and adored. Aww. Whoever you are in my life. 
That's oh, beautiful. That is. That is awesome. And that leaves me with Charlotte and, and Sylvia. I don't know. Like, I, I think we've uh, pretty much summed up everything. Like, Charlotte's making a face going, well. <laughs> Anything well, you know, to I add? Just, I, yeah. I was just going to add just, um, like, how did you make me follow Robin on that? But I was thinking of what Jenny was talking about and the love for her granddaughter. And if, if we can end with anything, it, it's, supporting these women and these young people that we know to love and uh, everything that we did and, and uh, listening to, you know, Rana's family who, who showed her what love was and, 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 and what uh, Jenny was talking about. So if we can just add to that, um, making it a brave and space for our young people to love unconditionally. Mm -hmm. That is such a perfect segue into what I wanted to add, which is that when you exist in love, whether it's, I mean, primarily it needs to start with love for yourself, right? We're the, we're the longest lasting relationship we'll ever have with ourselves. Um, but when you exist in that high vibrational emotional state, it changes the world. Like it is the butterfly effect. And so the thing that I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of room for improvement in the way I love the people that I love, my tribe, my children, my animals. I am that crazy animal person that would give up my bed if my dog asked. Um, she doesn't talk, so that's probably a good thing. But I don't feel like I have a huge, like I'm all... Of course, I would do anything my my family members and, and my children and my partner would ask of me if, if they had areas that I could improve in. That's not really where I feel like I can improve, where I feel like I constantly want to focus my attention is the way I show up in the world every day, even if I never leave my house, because my energy leaves my house. My love leaves my house. That vibrational energy moves through the universe. And it, and it shows up in traffic when someone cuts us off. It shows up when we offer to take a grocery cart for someone. It shows up when we hold the door for someone. It shows up when we smile at someone. Today, sorry, it was yesterday, I was in the grocery store and I had my mask on and there was a little baby, couldn't have been more than a year old, um, with his mom. He had a mask on too. And we were looking at each other and we just locked gazes. And I just love that child from four feet away. And although he couldn't see my smile, he could see my eyes smiling and he smiled back. And I just was, I'm just goosebumps talking about it. That's sharing love. And where I feel like I can focus some attention is on making sure that I show up that way consistently not be nice at the grocery store and then flip somebody the bird when they cut me off in traffic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and especially when people are rude and unkind and harmful and hurtful, that's where I really have to work on, okay, hurt people, hurt people. Something's going on for that person. I'm just going to send them some love. So sorry, that went on longer than I wanted it to, but that's my that's my focus going forward, and it is absolutely a perfect month to focus on that. Oh, it certainly is, and I know Valentine's is coming. And, and just to wrap it up, I, I mean, you all have expressed such, you know, different points of view, but all so real. And I guess to end it off is just making everything real. No imitation, no fake. Yeah. And like you said, if it comes from the heart, then it is real. And yeah. to end that off, I am so happy and hopefully showing love to all of you. I, this is so much fun. And I think, I don't know what kind of ride we're going to go on, but I'm hoping that you all join in um, because I think uh, we can open up a lot of um, areas of discussion. And again, like Charlotte said, Let's open it up to other women and other people that mm -hmm. need a safe place to share their stories. And we can ask questions and we can learn from all of them too as well. So the door is open to come join. Hugh, Hugh in the living room here, 
Um, I'm going to see all of you hopefully next uh, or uh, second Tuesday, so two weeks from now. Uh, we'll have a special guest, Nadia Thompson. Uh, she'll fill us in more. Obviously, February is Black History Month uh, on that and also human rights. So I think that'll be another very interesting discussion. So thank you all for joining here on a Tuesday night. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next time on the Hugh Living Room. Oh, and don't forget, I like Hugh 20. Go to <laughs> lenartaylor.com. Maybe next, uh, next show we'll see you all dressed up too. All right. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.